episode number 239 with Steve and Mike. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton. And this is the soon-to-be-fired Mike Snyderman. Is that is that how I understand it, Steve? You're moving on. Yes, yes. You've gotten will... sick of you've gotten sick of listening to me whine. And the only way you could totally break the shackles is to start a new podcast. Yes, yeah. Change the name and everything, whole format, all that. I uh I I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Uh, tell me about the what, what's it going to be from here fo- here to forward here i don't know well everyone that subscribed it should still uh, stay on the show there's just going to be new artwork and a new name it'll be in it to win it with steve barton and um yeah i feel like in the last six months maybe a year or so i've kind of been branching out to just other things and stocks and sports betting gambling whatever and uh um yeah so i'm excited i'm excited i wanted to do the last episode with you though mikey uh kind of a good uh little send off to the uh h-u-p-p uh okay uh, so carlos and clayton weren't available is what you're telling me uh yeah or mark alioto or Derek Tenbush, uh or some other guy you've never uh, heard of some random guy off the street yeah yeah yeah. So give me, um, who do you think, give, give us a, a taste. Who do you think, uh, if everything goes to plan, who will you probably be interviewing over the next few months? What, and what kind of things will you be talking about? Next guy I'm going to bring on, uh, his name's Rob Barr. Um, he uh, hooked up with me uh, through a, a listener of the show, uh, Dave. And uh, he was on uh, with me at the Poker Bros for a while. And this guy is just a wizard at open face Chinese. And he's also a winning player at, um, uh, at Hold'em. And uh, not so much uh, tournaments, but uh, cash games. And uh, so I think we'll talk a little bit of cards. And he's also um, like a financial advisor. So that really sticks in well with, uh, with what I've been doing the last few years with stocks and stuff. Right. So I'm going to have him on with my buddy, uh, uh, Danny, and we'll pick his brain on that and, uh, you know, probably get some tips here and there, maybe some little investment advice. And let me know ahead of time if you're going to be talking about Bitcoin so I can skip it. Okay. Yeah. That that subject depresses me for reasons you probably can uh, understand right now. Oh yeah. I, uh, I sold out and got out of that at 10 grand. And the last I looked a couple of days ago was up at 18 or something. I'm like, well, that was, uh, you're epic, still, uh, you thing. still, you made money overall though, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I made, uh, uh, even with all the crappy, um, altcoin shit, you still made money overall in your, your whole crypto thing. Right. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't beat myself up too much about that, but it's just like, wow, had I just held out a couple of months, uh, that would have been far more profitable. I don't know. These people are saying it's going to go up to 250,000 by the time I'm 60. I, maybe they're right. Maybe I got to just find a way to get one goddamn Bitcoin and that'll be a, but. Um, I've found that generally speaking, you know, whatever the most of the public is doing is wrong. If you can do the opposite of that, you know, so uh, it's just skyrocketed right now. I think it would probably wait, wait till it goes down again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like people are just getting in so much. It's just driving up the price and, you know, you either got in or you missed it. <laughs> just wait for the next one. You know, they follow these patterns of cyclic up, up and down and, 
you know, right. My, but my it, purchase it, it, point it, it, for the next one's probably going to be three to 4,000, something like that. If it well, ever even gets down, I to don't that. know if it'll it may ever get not, down to that. it may not. Um, but that's where it would fit into the pattern that I'm seeing of the, of it kind of following this channel. And, um, you know, that, that would be my price point. You know, maybe it's different for other people. Too. Yeah, that sounds that sounds low. I think. Well, it depends if you have the money to hold it. So if you believe in it long term, then yeah, yeah well, the you can you can buy now, and it's you're still seeing it going up. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I played uh, ACR last night for the first time in a year. Oh, how was that? Because kind of, I'm the I'm home. I'm not be able to be, gonna be home all week with my son. Uh, I made a little bit of money. You know, a couple can't played three tournaments, cash two of them. Wow, that's a good one of them was one of them. I was like a chip leader with like 40 players to go in the 50k. And I went out in 26th. But, um, you know, still made money. So I, you know, got my uh, had to rebuy the HUD, you know, the poker tracker. Okay, my new computer. So I got my setup here and my nice big screen. And I don't know, we'll see if I can get excited about that. I actually watched a little bit of the TPE training video too with Andrew. Oh, nice. Which one did so, you watch? Uh, whatever his last one was, it was a, a, a um, hand history review with a uh, TPE member. Okay, cool. So cool. Uh, see if we'll see if I can uh, get back in that direction there. But um, why am I even sharing that information? Oh, Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll make maybe I'll make Bitcoin money somehow there. Yeah. Is that how you deposited? Was Bitcoin or did you use a credit no. card? No. No, um, cash, but it, um, um, withdrawing by cash is Christ impossible on that site. You got to take it off with Bitcoin. So yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming I make money on it, which is a big assumption. ECR can be tough, but you never know. They got these big tournaments. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll hit one of these, one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, um, going to be getting a whole new website, a whole new insignia there now that the, are you going to hire someone to uh, jazz it up there? Well, uh, we've already got uh, uh, our editor, uh, Andrew, that's been editing the podcast and doing the website and everything. Right now, I'm just concerned with getting the new artwork, the new name. Yeah, that's uh, what I meant. Artwork. And, yeah, you know. yeah uh, that shouldn't be that big a deal. Um, and uh, as far as the website and stuff, I think uh, eventually I'm going to have to have to do that. Um, and um, yeah, I'll have to change the domain name. Uh, there's kind of a lot that comes with this, but uh, um, yeah, one step at a time, get the name, get the artwork. And then I don't know about Twitter. I'll probably just, because if I change my Twitter handle, I got to start all over, right? Um, no, oh. you, you can, you can change well, I mean, you can change your name just from, from H E and if, as long as the name is, yeah, I've changed my name several times. Okay. Used to be Rampage Poker, and then it's. But but you've about. always been at Mike Snyderman, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I would have to keep the at HUP podcast. Oh, oh, oh God, I think yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were at Steve at Steve Barton, and it was no, that would have been the intelligent thing to was do. The name of, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, you no, I did the at HUP podcast and then put my name as Steve Barton. I should have done it the other way around. Well, just didn't think of that five years ago. <laughs> well, you'll. Uh, I'm sure you'll reach the mountaintop here, Steve. Whatever. So the old heads up poker podcast uh, stuff. Is there any way we can take that down? <laughs> <laughs> Just completely I mean, just so I, I don't have to go back and well you know i told you i would never you couldn't pay me to listen to the old episodes of me just 
exposing my absolute ignorance, pretending <laughs> I know anything about poker and whining about this and that and whatever. But um, it amazes me when people say, like, I found you a year ago and started at episode one and listened the whole way through. And I'm like, wow, I went back and listened to some of those first episodes and I couldn't get four minutes through it without just throwing up in my mouth. That was, uh, yeah, it was a rocky start. <laughs> But uh, that's a super I mean, fan right just, there. At least now I've reached some self-awareness here. I don't, I'm not good at poker, but if I sit around in a poker room enough, I've become disciplined to know how to make money. Not enough to make a living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's not true. I mean, we'll have to, I'm going to try to, uh, just to give you the life update. I'm, I'm trying to find a one or, I said I'd never do a roommate again. I didn't want to get my spot, but I, you know, I'm hunting, trying to find someone I really like, a couple poker players maybe. Okay. Because paying, you know, 1600 for a studio apartment stupid when three people can get a massive house for 4000 You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Or even two guys can get a two-bedroom or three-bedroom place, you know, and you may even pay less than six. Right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to have to look into it. So what do you, uh, what do, you do for Thanksgiving, Steve? Is that? Uh, I'm working. Go to your brothers in Vegas now working? Yeah, I'll be working. Uh, then the day after Thanksgiving, I'll be going out to uh, my brother's place. Um, he moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so uh, Carlos is neck of the woods. Uh, he's out there now. And so I'll be flying out there the day after Thanksgiving and then coming back, I think, December, early December. I'll be out there for okay. like four or five days. So that'll be cool. I haven't seen him in about a year. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'll be at the fire station at uh, thanksgiving at the fire station is always kind of cool because it's a holiday routine you don't there's no training or anything you really have to do other than just run calls and uh you know we get together i got a ham yesterday some of the other guys are bringing in some sides and uh, so it'll just be football and thanksgiving but, uh, you gotta you gotta probably be a good kitchen there you don't have to cook it at home and bring it there right somebody exactly can... yeah yeah we got a pretty badass stove and, and oven and everything and um um it's like a viking or a wolf i can't remember which one but uh yeah we, d we don't skimp on uh on stoves in the fire service <laughs> right sure. but, uh, we can't have our families over uh this year though because of covid and uh i i know a lot of the guys are pretty frustrated about that because it's like well you know in the morning we leave i mean i'm not married or anything but you know for the guys that are which is 95 percent of them you know they they leave their wife and children in the morning then they come to the fire station now their family isn't allowed to come to the fire station six hours later you know so i think what what they're worried about is cross-contamination between one family at the household to another family that's coming from another guy's uh, place but i think you kind of already have that right i mean like if they both leave their families that morning and then go to the uh, fire station they've kind of essentially already been cross-exposed, no? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to, it, although this is, this is getting worse, supposedly. It's growing. Um, I just, if they shut down again, I just, I'll be fucking crushed. I don't know. I'll be lost. But uh, the whole economy, a lot of people the same way. Yeah. It's hard to know. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's just silly though. If you obviously, if you want to just go with your family wherever, you should go. Yeah, yeah. It, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna just assume that I've had it at this point and fought through it, but I don't know. 
I've, yeah, I, I don't know either. Talk to someone who has it. When it comes, it hits you like a ton of bricks. It comes fast and hard. So I'm, I'm actually guessing I haven't, but I'm saying I obviously have been exposed to it many times. So maybe I'm just lucky here. I don't know. I think so. I think it's just some people are lucky. And I think I gave the story about the guy at work that uh, uh, his daughter and his wife had it. Uh, he drove home in a car with the windows up and the AC on from Utah to California he never got it. They were in the house while he was quarantined at home for two weeks. He never got it. Uh, keeps testing negative. Like, I think some people are just like immune to it. Another guy it's got it of, was yeah. asymptomatic. The only thing that happened to him is, uh, and this part's a little bit scary, I guess, is it's been like a month and he still hasn't really gained his sense of taste, mm. you know, but he never got like sick. You know what I mean? It's just like he tested positive for it and he, his food doesn't really taste the same ever since. Um, there's a guy that uh, my brother and my sister-in-law work with and uh, he got COVID four months ago, made him horribly sick. And since then, four months later, he still doesn't have a sa sense of taste and smell. So is that shit ever going to come back or is that just the way it is from now on for him? Or I, I don't know. No, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you you know, do you roll snake eyes and get that? Or do you roll double sixes and you're the guy that can be literally living in COVID for two weeks? Well, I don't know. You can, you, can, you, can you drink kale smoothies and not vomit? I guess that would be the, the upside of it. If you <laughs> yeah. can't actually taste it, I don't know. You can eat, eat healthier. Certainly could. Medical miracle, Steve. Yeah. It's amazing you never got chlamydia. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't, these, these <laughs> some people are just, yeah, dancing between the raindrops there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. So who else I, on your show? I'm sorry, go ahead. What was you going to say? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. Uh, who else on the show? Um, if you, you just coming down the, so it, what, what's this, the strategy is, um, I mean, I, it, the structure of it's going to be kind of the same. You're just going to introduce a guest and talk and probably still have an inspirational speech at the end. Yeah. Or, yeah. Everything will be the same. Just the name of the show. I'm just hoping to bring in people that, uh, um, the only way they're finding this show is if they have an interest in poker, you know? Right, and, sure. Uh, I think there's a, a, I don't know how big the audience is, but there's definitely an audience that would be interested in the show that, that have never played cards. And, yeah. Well, that's what, you know, I'm hoping to do. Um, expand. I'd eventually like to talk about people, but, you know, I want to talk about movies and books and politics and shit like that, you know? Exactly. So, that'll be, yeah. so we're both kind of tweaking off, but, the one thing we have in common, Steve, we both like listening to me talk. So there we go. You got something to bring us together. These two changers. <laughs> the one thing the been, two you, of us you, have in common. We just love hearing you. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> With different degrees of affection for that. But, uh, <laughs> it, uh, but yeah, your cool. show is uh, coming along, man. It's uh, so well, if you guys want to uh, watch it uh, on YouTube or you can, click play and stick it in your pocket and listen to it uh, it's broke ass grinder uh poker so broke ass grinder is all one word and then a space poker and uh, mikey will be the first one that comes up right. and i was on your show uh what two or three weeks ago um yeah and uh yeah and, oh on election day that's what it was uh, november 3rd um, so I'll put a link in the uh, in the show notes for you guys if you want to click on that you've had carlos on twice already because you just had him on yeah. a few days ago. Yeah. 
Um, well, just talking to Carlos is fun. So that's a lot of my conversations that I have with people. I'm like, you know, this is an intelligent, interesting conversation. Just put it on YouTube, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you call me, go, you know, find me on Twitter. There's, there'll be links to, you know, the videos there too. So, yeah. Yeah. So at Mike Snyderman on Twitter. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to, to see more of that. I, uh, well, let's, anytime let's, you need a, uh, a random guest, uh, uh, let me know. Okay. We'll do. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on, Stevie? You got any, you got a you got a girl still or what? Um, no? yeah, uh, we've been. Is this the dating. girl you ran you, you you run with? No, that was someone different. No, that was that was a, a while ago. Um, no, this one. Um, yeah, we've been uh, dating for a few months, maybe four to six months, something like that. What's her deal? Uh, I'm sorry, you probably have already told me about her, and I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned her on the show yet. Um. I don't know. We're, we're kind of in the same line of work. Um, and, uh, which is, uh, is she an EMT or what is she? A uh, paramedic. Okay. And, maybe um, we have talked about her. Yeah. Oh, have we? Okay. Okay. Know, she, she, she young, Steve. Younger than me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By how old am I now? I'm 41. Uh, she's, she'll be 34 here soon. Oh, okay. Not a real. So, I'm not robbing the crate. I know you're not you're not done with the college girls yet, Steve. Just you know, this is we're, we're <laughs> we dealing with a mature out. woman temporarily, just for. You know. <laughs> oh, uh, I yeah. The last time uh, we talked, I was on your show, and it was election day, and we've now seen how that's panned out. And I don't think I've I've been quite so wrong on something before in my life. That was uh, um, yeah, well, I did not expect that. Um, oh, in predicting the election? Yes. Did you, I forget, you had money on Trump? I did have money on, you forget. <laughs> How many times have we been talking about this for years? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm sorry. I don't even, re that's, but yeah, the bet, were you, you, as long as you weren't doing the real time betting, like a lot of the poker players, of course, are always ahead pushing edges. And, you know, Trump was like, by the betting odd, like a 77% favorite at one point on election night. He started yeah. the day like a 30% chance and then it kept going up and up and up. So the odds kept changing where yeah. you were, you know, you would, you could make money on Biden now, you know, bet a, whatever it was once, you know, bet a hundred and win 170 or something. Yeah. So a lot of people were jumping all sorts of money on that. All the people who knew that the votes had votes hadn't been counted in Pennsylvania and here and there, you know, so. Um. Yeah, no, that was the mistake I made was I was quite certain when I went to bed uh, election night that, uh, that Trump was the winner. And so I doubled down. And when I woke up the next morning, I realized, wow, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a boo-boo. <laughs> uh, how much money did you lose on the, on the election? Uh, about a grand. I, uh, okay. wow. I felt pretty certain. but uh, That's that a pretty big obvious. bet from you, Steve. That's, it uh, is a pretty big bet, yeah. That's usually your, your 100 to 200 is like your... your as much as much action as you can take i'm sorry steve it's all good um, um yeah i'll have to figure this out my new computer <laughs> you got all I, your... don't, I don't i don't know it's 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 wired into my phone now i guess which is okay but uh, uh, okay right on. um but uh, yeah it was i guess i justified it like well i in the last two days i've bought four thousand dollars worth of stocks and sold uh probably a grand worth so i'm regularly moving bets like that all the time today i i bought two stocks a thousand dollars each yesterday i bought 
two stocks, one $500 worth, the other $1,500 worth. So I'm, I'm used to moving that kind of money. I guess I just looked at it as another one of those. Uh, but uh, yeah, that one, I, I guess the difference is like when I'm wrong on a stock, I end up just keeping it. It pays me this little 3% dividend until it goes up above what I bought it. And I end up, it's kind of tough to lose unless the place just completely goes bankrupt. You know what I mean? And right. uh, this one, it was very instant. It was like, wow, that was just fucking shit that away. Because <laughs> I, I bet red and it came out black. That was <laughs> unexpected. Right. Well, according to Trump, I, I think maybe there's still one of these, a couple of these sports books who haven't paid out because they're just, you know, technically it's, I mean, the winner's been declared, but it's, yeah. you know, there's still, I, I, I'm assuming this is going to come to nothing. Trump's, uh, Trump's efforts to overturn the election. Yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. been paying attention to that legal nonsense, but. Uh... Uh, once I realized I lost, I just kind of quit caring. And uh, right. then, uh, yeah, I, I guess for me, right, like over the last four years, um, as far as my CPA has told me, basically Trump has gotten me like an extra 10 grand. So I was looking at this election like, okay, if he wins, I will end up saving about 10 grand in taxes. If he loses, I don't know how much more I'm going to have to pay under Biden, but I know it's going to be more, <laughs> you know, so probably it was probably a $10,000 election to me. Uh, I don't know what it is to other people, but that's what it worked out for, uh, for mm. me. So I, I, that monetarily, I think is my. That was, yeah, that was funny. I was hanging out with one buddy. He never votes, but he's got a business which has been taken off mm -hmm. and he now makes, you know, I don't know what he makes three, 400,000 plus a year. Um, and he's like, he voted for Trump. Yeah. He's like, F this. But I think Biden said he's going to jump the max tax rate from 40 to 50 or 60 or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You people of money confuse me. I don't really pay attention too much. <laughs> Rich guys like you, Steve. Now, so when you do say I bought $1,000 of stock, this is still you trying to spin the day trading thing? Or are you looking, is there anything you're holding here? I mean, do you, do you have like little Tesla and Amazon and that kind of shit just kind of um, I've got, uh, well, let's see, what are the last couple that I bought? Um, it, it, one of them was a, uh, um, the ticker is, uh, uh, Lima Foxtrot Charlie LFC. It's a life insurance, um, uh, from, uh, China. Uh, what was the other one? It was, uh, oh, we got into a China mobile. It's a, um, a, uh, like a cell phone type service. They're working on 5G. They have almost a billion subscribers, most of them out of China. Um, you know. Um, so you're not America first here, Steve. I'm, I In follow politics, the politics, you voted, but now, well, yeah, now uh, I think there's, yeah, China is probably very happy with the election result. I oh, think. I'm sure they're ecstatic. Yes. So yeah, Chinese, <laughs> this is good for Chinese business. So that's where the, that's where the Barton dollars go, huh? Yeah, yeah. They they just moved from uh, you know uh, getting uh, crapped on to uh, you know now they have unlimited supply of sushi. They just yeah, it's a complete turnaround. I, they so got do you do you have these stocks at, at already locked in at a sell point? Like if they if they reached a certain high, they'll you'll have locked up the profit you were expecting and you'll sell, or how does this work? Uh, basically, so I'm only picking ones that they pay some type of dividend. So you know at least um, you know once a year, preferably three times a year. Some of them pay a dividend every month. Um, you know, if I'm wrong or the stock goes sideways, like I bought China Mobile at 30 bucks a share 
Uh, and uh, if I'm wrong and it goes down to 28 and stays there for the next two years, I know that uh, I'm going to get a dividend, you know, like three, four um, percent annually, and I'm going to get paid every three months. And so eventually, I mean, if it just stayed at 28 forever, uh, you'll make up more than uh, than than you bought in for. Um, and so I like ones like that, you know, and what I'm looking for is I'm looking for specific patterns in the uh, in the graphs. You know, it's, it, to me, it kind of looks almost like a chessboard or, or a poker problem or, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I just see patterns in this and, you know, you can find little like, oh, six months ago when it went up to $44, uh, it dropped. And then three months ago when it went up to $43, it dropped. Right now it's at 41. I think it's pretty likely that when it gets up to 42, 43 or $44, it's going to drop again. You know, it kind of gets in this little channel like this Charlie Brown pattern. And so um, selling and then buying and selling and buying. And then there's other ones that I'm just buying and holding and I'm never, ever going to sell. And that's ones like uh, the S&P 500. You just buy in, just accept that over the long run, it's going to make you 13%. It's going to pay you a dividend and you never touch the principal in there. You just draw off the interest when you're ready to retire. Uh, so it's, uh, it kind of depends, you know, uh, right. but, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I dig it. I dig it. Especially every month when you look at your statements and it's like, uh, so far this year, I've got about 30 grand worth of bets and I've made almost a thousand just in dividends. Uh, and I've made, uh, 2,500. You refer like to them as bets and not as uh, purchases, which is, I think, or in, which is interesting, but oh, um, that's what they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're just a I bet, guess, yeah. you know, it, it's gambling is what it is, you know, but I think it's, it's calculated gambling and, and, um, edges are there. They're oh man. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, it's funny just before the, um, the election happened, I called a couple of buddies and I'm like, Hey, you know, cause they, with their retirement accounts, they had held out, you know, 20, 25% just in a fixed account. And before the election, I'm, um, I called them up and I'm like, Hey, the graphs are looking pretty good for getting, you know, that last little bit into the market. And they all universally said, they're like, you want to do that just before the election? And I'm like, Oh, you know, that thought had never even crossed my mind. Like, I don't even really like pay attention to the news. I'm just a graph reader. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I hadn't thought about that, but I'm just telling you that 57% of the time I'm correct. So take it or leave it. And <laughs> right after the election happened and the Pfizer thing came out with the 90% effective uh, COVID uh, uh, vaccine and everything shot up like, you know, 20, 30% on these individual stocks. And I'm like, huh, okay. I guess the graphs trump news. <laughs> you know, right. Like, <laughs> but, uh, well, I would think when you say you don't follow the news, just the graphs though, I think a lot of perceptive investors are probably zoned into what's going on in the world. And there's a lot of just by little political changes. I would think that, I mean, did you see the movie about the Facebook founding? Just, um, no, what's it called? Of, uh, the social network. It's like big, big time movie. I think. Okay. You know, might have What's it on? But, any, but anyways, there's the, one of the co-founders he's like talking about, he got it. He made, made a hundred thousand dollars in oil futures. He's, how, he's like, how do you do that? Well, he was watching the weather. He's like, ah, well, once you knew that there was huh. somehow because the, the oil production would go down if the weather was bad, you know what I mean? So he was like, there's probably some weird shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. People yeah. are zoned into their own, some, they're zoned into their own little 
little things that they're they're looking at that are you know i don't know anyways so probably when trump went to 77 percent election night somebody was buying a shitload of something and yeah he pissed off the next day <laughs> then we <Yeah>. found out <laughs> oh yeah it, uh yeah i don't maybe maybe the new maybe i should pay more attention to the news i guess i just my edge is in patterns yeah. and and, sure. and so that's what i exploit you know um yeah. How are you doing with your, uh, your football picks this year, your fantasy football or whatever you do? I forget. Uh, fantasy football, not so hot. I'm five and six for the season. The top six uh, make the playoffs. I'm in eighth place right now. I had an amazing week last week at fantasy football. I won the week uh, and won overall out of the 14 uh, uh, teams. I got highest okay. points. Uh, but in my pool, uh, out of a possible, I believe it was 35 points, I only got five which is the lowest I've ever gotten in two years. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a stinger. So I went from first place down to sixth, I think, in one week. Uh, so hopefully this week's a little bit better. Are you in, in, in any of the uh, survivor pools still? I'm in one survivor oh, pool. Uh, there out of 14 of us, there is uh, seven left. I have one loss. It's a two loss elimination. And hmm. okay. um, but uh, there's only two guys that have no losses. So um, I think this week will be pretty good because there's like three or four games where the highest uh, spread is like seven points. And then there's another one for six and a half, six points and six points. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to pick different teams and probably not all of those will hit. So hopefully I get lucky and hit, hit mine that hits. And who are you, who are you picking? I picked uh, New Orleans minus six and a half. Um, uh, the reason I went with them was, uh, <clears throat> well, first of all, the other two teams I couldn't pick because I've already picked them. The way these survivor pools work is right. you can pick one team to win that week. Sure. And then you can never pick them the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so uh, I went with the Saints. Um, and I, I think that was a um, – um, I, I think it was a decent pick. I'm just going by uh, the, the point spread. Who's ever got the biggest spread. Uh, I take that. And also the lowest over under, you know, so let's say you have two teams like this week, we got Cleveland Browns minus six against Jacksonville. The over under is 49. And then there's another one that's minus six, which one is it? Minus six, Cleveland, Aaron, no, not Aaron. New York giants um is minus six against cincinnati uh but their over under is only 43 so in that case you want to take new york instead of cleveland because the over under is uh a difference of uh um you know there's less points in the game exactly there's less chance of um an upset yeah 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 exactly that makes sense right i guess yeah yeah so, you know, like uh, this also works for picking defenses in uh, uh, fantasy football. You would rather have New York uh, with an over at minus six with an over under of 43 than you would rather than have Cleveland at minus six with an over under of 49. So, right. yeah, you basically take 49, uh, you subtract six and get 43 and then divide by two. Uh, so what would that be? That'd 21. be 21 and a half. Uh, and that's how many points Jacksonville should score. And then when you take, um, you know, okay. then add that to the other side, and that'll give you Cleveland. But I think I explained that uh, articulately. 
I'm not sure. But um, but that's basically the game. Yeah. So I ended up taking um, uh, the Saints at minus six and a half because the over-under was 43. You know, so it's slightly better than six at 43. And I like New Orleans better against Denver than uh, either of the other two. You know, then the How's Giants. your brother doing with these? If you talk to him, isn't he the maestro of maestros when it comes to all this stuff? You know, I really need to have him on the show. And maybe what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll bring my microphone out to, um, uh, to his house because I, I think he and I could put together an hour episode without even blinking. Uh, just, and I'm hoping he can give up a bunch of his sports betting knowledge because he's, he's to sports like I am to uh, poker, I would, I would think. Um, you know, he's just really got a mind for it. Done and, it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. He's done it for, you know, 15 years, uh, profitably. And, uh, he, um, yeah, just really smart when it comes to this stuff. It's very instinctual for him. I think the difference between he and I is, is he's, uh, he's more shy than I am. You know, it's, it's a reward for you or I to spontaneously have to be given a microphone and talk in front of a bunch of people. That's a, right. that would almost be kind of a punishment for him. You know, he's, sure. he, he's the guy that would rather kind of be in the, in the shadows, you know, just guilt uh, him into it somehow, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> sure you got yeah. something on the guy. Yes. <laughs> I've never had him on the show. I think it'd be a good one. Maybe I'll do that yeah, one. Uh, for sure. When I go out to Atlanta, was, uh, I, everyone can learn a lot from, um, from his uh, sports betting mind. Have you decided what your, the artwork for the new show is going to be? Is there any, can you give us the concept or are you still think, mulling it over? You know, I, I don't. We're all, we're all demanding, Steve, a little animated. We have like a little animated video of you walking across, you know, the screen on your site, you know, or something cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't. Uh, um, I wonder if some colors are better than others as far as uh, um, attracting attention or. Um, I don't know. When I had the rampagepoker.com, I, 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 I went for purple and gold. I just, I like those colors. I like the, the, the regal presence, but yes. uh, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I've read somewhere that uh, I think blue and like green are the best for catching your eye or something. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. So maybe it'll be in blue lettering with a white background or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I need to, um, uh, oh yeah, you remember how Steve, I, I did a delivery truck for one day and crashed it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one so I had, another job. Driver, I had yes. another job where I was fired after one day. Oh. And this, this was volunteering. Wow. <laughs> That's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's kind of telling it in a humorous way, but it's sort of my, I got a, a buddy I play poker with all the time, this Indian guy. Anyways, you can go to the website. It's called Carbevy is but you know he's gone to wharton school brilliant guy he's given up his very high paying job to start this site you know he's very ambitious he's like you know thinking this will could have a hundred million dollar evaluation within a year kind of thing right from the beginning okay but anyways uh he wanted me to help him sell and i guess the deal is i i can't explain it too much you go on the site and it's different than carmax and a lot of these things but basically it's like name your own price is kind of it's like Priceline for cars I okay. Guess. I don't know. You, you get it, but you put a price in and you can lock it down. Like you, you, it goes to every dealer within a hundred miles who you sign up. He wanted me to go out and sign up dealers for this site. So you, you look at, if you know the MSRP price on a Toyota, you put it in, maybe you, you take 500 bucks off. 
Okay. And then all these dealers have a chance to accept or not. Hmm. And oh, so he's selling it to dealers, not to individual buyers. Well, no. Well, yeah, the dealers will you basically how you get paid is you, you pay a thousand dollars deposit to like lock up a car. And if you um, if the deal goes through and if they sign the financing, um, car bevy gets, you know, a chunk of that gets 300 or something. I forget. But anyways, uh, if you talk to the guy, he had me believing in it, but I went out with him and we did sales and I talked and stuff. And he was like, he wanted me to go the next day on my own. I'm like, dude, I want to, you know, want to learn a little bit more about it. And he's like, I need full passion. (laughs) (laughs) You're all in or all out. (laughs) Um, I wasn't really, I mean, we talked on the phone and this, and I, I wanted like a little more training, I guess, but it's also like sales is just a different animal, Steve. You got to, especially when these car lots, you walk on, they're immediately hostile to you. You know, I'm not used to that, but I don't know if I'm up for that. So I was pretty honest. Um, you know, you show up, they're like, I'm sorry, we're busy or yeah, I'll give us an, and he's like, you got to keep following up. So actually the next day I did go to back to one of these places where the lady said she was going to contact the sales manager and she didn't happen to be in. So. It wasn't really fired, but it was like, you know, Mike, if you're not going to be totally passionate. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I could have helped him. It's kind of interesting, Steve. I don't know if it's Indian, Indian culture, though, watching him in the sales. But it's funny, like, he'd be like, um, he'd be talking to him. Yes, if I can adjust me many of your time. Like, sorry, you know, I'm very busy right now. He's like, yes, that's why I just asked for a minute. And he'll, just, <laughs> he'll keep, and then if one lady listened to us for a while, and she's like, well, thank you. I got to go back to work, but you will hear from me. He's like, well, I, I want to show you this now, you know, like, I'm like, dude, just, just back off. A little. But I, you know, I'm probably wrong that like just pushing and pushing and pushing is the way to do it. But it is kind of funny there. He, hmm. I believe in no pressure sales. He, well, he's indifferent to people not ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe you need that. Rejection is forward. just <laughs> not even in his vocabulary. But it's, I'm all for two, Steve, in my, in my work here. Let's see what the next one is. I don't know if I'll be able to get on the road with Uber soon. I'm hoping to. The, the, the Uber measure that what the Uber drivers wanted passed where um, that was a state uh, referendum. Well, wait, wait, wait. It, yeah, it passed, but that means that it's business as, as usual. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. The, the, the bill was, I can't remember if I vet yes or no, but basically the state of California was trying to make the Uber drivers not individual contractors, but employees. Yes. And I guess this was the part, but all it would do is like Uber just suspends. They're not going to run if they have to give everyone a 4K and all that shit. You know what I mean? So if you're an Uber driver, even if you feel like, oh yeah, this is good, more money. Like it's just, if you want to, if you want to drive, you had to do what you had to allow the ride share without, you have to allow the private or private contractors quotation mark. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it was, a, I, I rode with a couple of Uber guys uh, just before this passed and picked their brains on it. And they said, basically what they're trying to do is like you said, they're trying to make you an employee uh, to where you're going to work 40 hours a week. You're going to get health benefits, dental, uh, and uh, you know, like a retirement pack, like a 401k. Uh, they said, and now the thing about that is, is they're like, I really like being able to work either 50 hours a week or 10 or none. And this would basically make me an employee that I have to drive during certain times. And with all those benefits, it's going to make the ride so, uh, so um, uh, pricey that a lot of people are probably going to choose to not do Uber. You um, know? Yeah. Uh, and they both know, said yeah, that. And then I was like, okay, so which way do I need to vote so that uh, we, we keep the status quo 
and I can get a $6 Uber ride from my house to downtown to the bar. And, he, and they both said, vote yes. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing. And I know Uber was super uh, pushing that. They, they spent like 80 million or something like that just in uh, trying to get it to pass. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So it should be status quo now as, a, as an Uber driver, just like it was before. I, I think so. I mean, maybe switching to that is not a terrible idea. Of course, a lot of people do the Uber just as like a side gig. So they wouldn't do it enough yeah. before. And I'm sure there's people could break it down. It's like, listen, this isn't going to, this doesn't necessarily have to increase the size, the cost of the ride share. This, all this is doing is uh, cutting into the profit margin of the, the guys who own it, who can afford to pay their drivers more. But um, I'm sure there's a flip side, but basically... I, I personally couldn't get on the road. And I, you know, the funny thing now that I'm thinking, they still haven't confirmed all my information I sent them, but I know I definitely could not get on the road until this was resolved. They didn't want any more drivers out there, I guess. I don't know. Uh, okay, or maybe yeah, that was COVID related. I'm, I'm not sure, but they weren't, they weren't accepting any new drivers before. Okay. I was afraid that, that Uber was going to go away. At least the way they pitched it to me is they're like, if this thing doesn't pass, uh, you know, you're going to be dealing with probably a lot fewer drivers and uh, a lot higher prices for Uber, which, you know, may wipe it out of California. And I'm like, well, I really like Uber. I use it often and <laughs> I don't want to see it go away. It's extremely convenient. <laughs> so <laughs> um, whatever we're doing now is working. <laughs> let's, let's not, let's not mess that up. Yeah. Some of the stuff like, you know, a lot of people like, I, I thought it was convenient at the beginning where you could get Ubers for your kid. Really? You know? I didn't know you could do that. Well, they, you can't anymore. They banned it. Oh, but like to me, that was a pretty, you know, I don't know. You're, I'm, I'm sure there was probably some 14 year old girl at an Uber driver grab her by the ass or something. You know what I mean? I'm, I, uh, okay. Who knows what yeah. it was, but um, yeah. Yeah. You hate to see, like I said, that that's convenient. If you're a, a parent, I think, you know what I mean? Just have my son get an Oh Uber. yeah. You just Uber the guy, uh, your but, kid home from soccer practice while you're at work. But uh, you know, once a business takes off, there's, you know, there's always going to be the certain legal complications they didn't anticipate and, just a bunch of people looking to sue just to make a dollar, of course, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, speaking of cars, I think I'm going to, uh, uh, get a, uh, well, not a brand new truck, but a new truck to me. Um, I've got, uh, you've seen my little, uh, 2001. 300,000 miles on it or something? Uh, 350,000 miles. Yeah. On my uh, little Toyota pickup, 1990, uh, brand spanking new. Um, and I think uh, the whole reason I bought it was when I was doing Amazon, you know, I, I, I'd have to make a 20 mile trip there and back to the auction house with like pallets worth of stuff and trying to stuff that in my Honda Civic was just a horrible. Uh, so I ended up uh, getting this pickup and within the first week, just the amount of stuff that I was able to move paid for the truck. And I think I've got this emotional attachment to it that, I haven't been able to let go. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell the pickup and then sell my 01 Honda Civic. And with that money and a few grand more, I should be able to get, you know, I've never had a vehicle where with a key fob, you know, where you can yeah. push the button and, and the doors unlock or like push yeah. a button and the trunk opens, like never had a vehicle with electric windows ever. <laughs> it's just, I've owned four vehicles in my life and they all have the role. Uh, out of the four vehicles I've owned, three of them have been the uh, stick shift. Like, I, I think I'm going to get like one where I can have the technology to like, when I get in the car. Newer truck, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I can turn up the volume on the stereo with like a little button on the steering wheel 
and like it, it recognizes that my phone's in the car and and you know it, it'll play like bluetooth like like I, I i have no concept of what that's like but i've heard it's very very nice and you know for just a few grand more than than what i can sell both of these for i can get that and i i will need a truck uh, especially when i buy a place out here because i know myself i'm going to get a fixer upper and i'm going to be going to home depot every four days to get plywood right. and two by fours so you know it can't be a little another commuter car uh but um, I think I could get a pretty economical little four banger pickup with the technology. Why economical, Steve? Why not pimp something out? That's the thing. If you had to pay, if you had to pay 500 bucks a month for a car payment with that for four years, would that just drive you to the edge of insanity? Is that just way too much? It would. Yeah. If I can't pay cash for a car, I'm just not going to get it. It, uh, that would, that would just probably be a good, uh, you know, cause it's, it's like one of the guys at work was telling me, he said, he's got, um, I think he owes 17,000 left on his truck, but he has 25,000 sitting in his bank. And I'm like, well, and we worked out his payments and everything. And I said, okay, you know, it's 17 grand. You could pay that off right now and, and you'd be done with 17 grand and that's what it'd cost you. And he's all, yeah, but then I don't have 25 in the bank anymore. And I'm all, true, but this 17,000 over the next three years is gonna cost you an extra, we worked it out, it was like $1,400 or something. So I'm like, so you can either pay 17 now or you can pay 18,400 over the course of three years. Like, well, you might be, you might be better off using that money. If it's, if it's a low interest rate, you, you putting that money in the market. Right. Or, well, I, I mean, that's a gamble, but. I think, yeah, I, I'd rather just save the 1400 right now. And then from here on out that extra 500 bucks that you don't have to pay a month or whatever the payment was, you can put it into the market. Maybe I will have to listen to this dumbass Steve finance podcast because I'm already <laughs> learning something right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I was looking. Uh, at you're not. You're not having a midlife crisis then, where you want a little sport, sporty car here. It's all about still just watching the dollars. It's that. I think the truck is going to end up being a little bit more, even though I won't have insurance on two cars. It'll be a newer truck, so the insurance will probably be a little bit more. I could probably just get liability like I already have right now, and then it wouldn't. I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world if I crash this thing and I'm out twelve grand or something. You know, it's it, it won't be that big of a deal. I might save more in the long run with that, but um, um, gas will be more. Um, right now, I'm getting 38 miles of the gallon, and I think the best I can get on these trucks is probably 24, and that might even be a little generous. Um, but I really don't drive that much, you know? Like, I average, uh, since I got my plane, I only average 6,000 miles a year. Uh, before I had my plane, I was doing like 15. But now all those long miles uh, to Vegas or, you know, uh, like the whole summer out to Parker, Arizona, none of those get put on the car. It just gets put on the plane. Um, so, you know, if, if I get this truck for the next 10 years, realistically, I'm probably going to put 60 or 70,000 miles on it, which on these little Nissans and Toyotas is absolutely nothing. You know, those things will go 300,000 before they need the motor rebuild. So I could even get one with 150,000 on it and that would be fine, you know. Um, Apparently you have a good mechanic you trust. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> my oh, really? Too. You're the one who kept, who kept that truck going for 350,000 miles? Oh, no. I just got that truck like five years ago. But the car uh, has 200,000 oh. miles on it. And yeah, I, I took it to a mechanic once and it was because the uh, 
the fuel pump um, uh, went out. And uh, you, you change your own oil always? And yeah, I change your own oil, oil filter, uh, spark plugs, uh, transmission gear oil, all that stuff. Um, brakes. Oh, one you, bra- the, you, don't, yeah. you, don't know, you don't do brakes, do you? Yeah, I'll do brakes. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Isn't yeah. that a real hard job? Okay. Uh, it's. Where'd you learn this shit, Steve? I learned it when I was a kid. My dad was always working on cars, and I was, it was a way for us to spend time together. So I'd go out and work with him. We was that was that a natural thing for any time someone was doing something you didn't know how to do, you'd watch like how what are they doing exactly? I, Is I that think a natural? So. Yeah, yeah, I think just curiosity. I, I like the mechanics and stuff too. It's interesting to me. Um, but brakes aren't brakes aren't bad. It uh, you know what I do? Any car that I get, I go and get one of those uh, Chilton's uh, auto manual things on that exact car. Yeah. And so like anytime something little breaks, like the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the trunk doesn't release when you pull the thing, you know, it, it'll, it'll show you exactly where the cable and wires run and everything. And you can okay. pretty easily figure it out or do a brake job or whatever, you know? Um, but um, yeah. So I think that'll be in my future. First thing first is to sell the little donkey truck and then buy the Nissan or Toyota or whatever I'm going to get and then sell the Honda Civic and then okay uh, that'll be the order but anyhow looking forward to that that'll be kind of neat that'll be good to enter the uh, 21st century as far as technology is concerned with a vehicle yeah we got to uh I'm trying to crunch some numbers on my own here Steve I don't know my poker future doesn't look too bright I don't know what else to do though what you because my uh, just all the little factors. Even if I move into a place and find a place where I save a thousand a month rent, mm-hmm. uh, right now there's no rake back at my casino. Oh, they took that so, away, huh? So there's no. They're just so busy they don't have to. I guess I don't know. They're outside. I'm hoping. I'm kind of hoping business slows down a little bit there. I mean, I, I you know I want the t- game tables to be filled, but wait, they're doing poker hey, outside. Yeah, they got the tent outside. Oh wow. So, so it's but safer what, in a tent? Is it like open so. or something? Or it's supposed to be safer than inside or whatever. It's just the law. Okay. But any, what was I saying? I, there's just a lot of. If I start, uh, I'm going next week to see my lady friend in South Carolina again. Oh, cool. Which is good. But you know, I've done the math here. the the uh, The plane ticket is only like 450 bucks. But if I were to go to there one week every month, I mean, that's a week that I'm not working. That's 1,500 to 2,000. You know, so over the course of the year, that's it's like a twenty thousand dollar hit to my income. So I yeah. need to work. But anyways, um, no rake back. A large increase in expenses, or I mean, um, I'm gonna even if I found rent that's much cheaper, I'm still gonna be having to work like sixty hours a week just to, to make up for it. And like you said, all those little calculations I've done. Well, what if I stop going to this casino? I was already pranking, like, listen, I've been playing, I played 15,000 hours in this casino. I want the damn rake back, you know, find a way. And then they'll be like, no, we're not doing rake back now. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to this other casino. Start my little, start my protest, see if it works. But just going to this other casino, I think we talked about this before, is like a 40 minute drive. So yeah. just between gas mileage and the time that I'm driving, uh, it's just so confusing. The, the oceans is like, it's like a six minute drive for me, Steve. It's yeah. just so convenient. I can go there. If I'm feeling tired, I go home, take a nap for an hour, get something to eat, come back a couple hours right. later. No other casino offers me that opportunity. Yeah. The rest of them are too far away. So um, it's probably going to be oceans. But like I said, if there's a week every month I'm not working, 
um, you know, it, it, it becomes really, really important that I find a, a cheaper place to stay in some sort of arrangement and going to try to find some other poker players. There's still like a 10% chance I'm going to have to pick up and move totally out of state here. But um, what are you going to do about Jonah? Well, I'm hoping to take him. Well, if I got my brothers in Tennessee, where I'd go, and especially, um, basically, I would be coming out to California. I, I mean, I have Jonah usually eight, eight or nine nights a month. Okay. So I would come out to California and you know stay in a hotel or hopefully find a cheap place. To, uh, someone will let me crash at their place here, and um, there's also a chance if he moved to Florida, his mother might join me. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of lot of stuff going on, but. Um, well, Bottom line, some... I, I have to get very creative in a way to pay the bills here. And and actually, Steve, just while we're the uh, I don't even want to, the calculations for my did I already give this to you last time we were talking about credit card bills? I did the math of how to how long how much it would pay to how much it would cost me to pay it all off. Mm, I don't remember. That. Well, not to be my credit card bills are are high. They're like over the thirty thousand right now. Steve. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, I had no. I had no. When the COVID started, I had zero. You know, okay. COVID's, COVID's destroyed me. Um, but uh, yeah, if I were to pay it, if I were to not use the credit cards, just pay the minimum payment every month with the interest is called, it will take about 16 years and that 30,000 will cost me. You want to take a guess? You probably could. Oh, uh, 90? Yeah, a little over 90. Wow. Okay. So they would get $60,000 in interest from me. And that's, you know, that I can't afford. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's going to be some, probably going to have to not pay a couple of these and that'll lead, lead to all sorts of, it'll take a while. It's going to take a while for me to dig myself. Like I said, this year has been, this year has yeah, been COVID's tough. been a killer. I mean, it, it, it's, it's changed me on a personal level too. I don't know if we, I think we've talked about this before in a way I can't explain. I don't know if it's depression or it's just not survival is not an easy thing for me now. Like in my mind, that's just, it's all I'm focused on. You know what I mean? Um, cause I've always been on the edge, but this is, this is, this was much closer to the edge than I've ever experienced. And it's, it's no going back at the sight of the risk of sounding, uh, ridiculous, but that's kind of just how I feel. That's how I've experienced it. And it's just been traumatic. I don't know. Hopefully we're reaching the end, but I don't know. I don't know. They're talking for all those, for all those Trump supporters who are claiming like conspiracy, they literally were saying, oh, as soon as Trump loses, the vaccine will come out the next day. And it actually did. <laughs> it did. Kind of. I don't know. So it's kind of funny that that happened. I remember way. thinking, Hopefully. I was like, when, when he was saying a couple of weeks before the election, uh, uh, he was like, yeah, no, we're just weeks away from a vaccine. We're weeks away. And I, I was like, huh, yeah, whatever. And then right after election, it's 90% effective. I'm like, huh. This seems a little too coincidental. <laughs> or was he telling the truth this whole time? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We need to get going with it, whatever it is. You know, it's funny. I feel like most people, uh, most people are Democrats. And that's evidence of that is from this last election. That was by far the popular vote. Uh, however, also most people want the Republican uh, form of uh, COVID response. Have you noticed that? Uh, I think, yeah, it, it just, I mean, all we need to know is our goddamn governor of California, Newsom, was shown at an insert, you know, in a gathering in a restaurant with the doors closed with a bunch of 15 <laughs> people unmasked. It's like nobody, I mean, I don't think anyone believes it, but no one's going to let their own happiness be inconvenienced by this thing. Yeah. They're okay with other people doing it. Yep. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same, like with the guys at work, you know, they just came out with a standing order that, you know, there's to be no families visiting uh, for Thanksgiving, which is, I've been involved with this department since I was 16 years old, and this is the first time that's ever happened. Uh, and like, my fireman was like, well, can, is it okay if my family comes and just delivers like food for us, but we don't, they don't stay? And I'm like, well, shit, I got to enforce what the department says, but I feel like, uh I think that they should all be able to come into the station. When we share Thanksgiving together, you know, but it, ain't, it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> like it matters what the boss thinks, you know? So it's, um, I just want this damn thing to be over. I really do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm hoping though, at the very least, we have another little round of uh, government assistance and unemployment extending. If they're going to shut down or not open it up completely, we need fucking that. At least I do. Yeah. 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 I wish they'd just open it up. You know, if you're susceptible to COVID, then do your best to, uh, to social distance and isolate. And if yeah, that's pretty much all it is. Try to protect our, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't envy the politicians right now. I would yeah. not feel comfortable making these choices. Yeah. Cause you can tell me how the risks are this great, but I look around and I see a lot of people just going on with their lives and I'm like, okay, they're, they should be allowed to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what Pence said. He said that, you know, uh, we'll put it on the States and we'll put it on the individuals. You know, if you have uh, grandma and grandpa living with you, uh, you may have to limit uh, those grandchildren going out. And if you're a, a single male living alone, it's on you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I, I like that. You know, I like that attitude. And I, I think it would uh, keep the economy going. I think it would protect uh, the people that are most uh, vulnerable to it because there wouldn't be the social stigma like, you know, right. Aunt Faye won't come out of the house because, she, well, you know, you, you, you decide what your level of risk is. We, it's been going on long enough. We know the risk. You could permanently lose your test, your, your sense of uh, taste and smell or right. it could well, kill you. You could, you could infect someone else too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get the big one for me, of course, that I'm noticing is it's just horrible for the kids. Yeah. I mean, they need, they need, he needs school every day and like he needs, my son needs swim team and some physical activities. He's actually gotten kind of chunky here these last few months without that. Yeah. Without swim team and karate. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah. And what, what's the deal with closing the pools? I mean, it's, there's fucking chlorine in there. Like, I mean, if anything's going to kill it, it's going to be that, you know, you can't say chlorinated yeah, I, water. Like, I, don't I, I don't know how it works. That, that's funny. It's what, because my, the hot tub at my, you know, my complex here is closed and I used to love that thing, you know, right? I go there once every, every night and relax in it. Yeah. So I don't like, yeah. I mean, some of these places, like I said, school, everyone's saying is like the, about the safest damn place you can have. Do you know what I mean? The kids are better off at school than they are at home, but, I mean, these are people who are, I don't know, fake news, Steve. I don't know what to believe. Yeah. I just, I, I really hope they don't go through forward with the democratic plan of like plastic divider. You know, they're not opening the school until every student has plastic dividers and a proper ventilation system in every classroom. I'm like, okay, so this, we do this for four months and then just shit can all that plastic and the ventilation system. Like, does that make any sense? And the kids are going to go out and recess and play together anyway. So how does that help to, isolate them you know what i mean like <laughs> what are we doing and right you know, if 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 the parents of those kids aren't worried about covid then put them in school 
And if you got grandma and grandpa living home with you, maybe you continue the homeschooling, you know, like put it on the individuals. You know, I, I think that people are have enough information now and they're responsible enough. Like let them do it. Yeah. Or just send sick people around to lick the, uh, the faces and the eyeballs, the old people while they sleep, Steve. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the only way to cut down on social security, bet pen and save the country. <laughs> So bad. I'm surprised not to, get, to go back to them. I uh, I was kind of expecting the market to take a big dip when when Biden was declared the winner, but it appears not. Yeah, um, it appears like that. That used to be kind of an old. I think that's old changing. It used to be like the Republicans were the party of like the big corporations, but that might be switching. You know, Trump, America first. All the tech companies, of course, are very liberal. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's just interesting how that changes. If the Republican Party is now the one that's worried less about the stock market and worried more about working people. I don't know. I'm not sure what caused that spike because it, you know, when I called my buddies and I'm like, yeah, the graphs look good here. You know, I, I would get in and they're like before the election. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, but logically I, I would have thought the same that when Biden uh, got elected, the stocks are going to take a shit. Cause I think generally speaking, there's probably more Republicans in the stock market than there are Democrats. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it was a thing of um, maybe it had less to do with the election and more to do with the Pfizer uh, 90% effective uh, vaccine. Um, if that's the case, maybe there was a whole bunch of people that did not feel comfortable with the stock market since COVID happened. And this was their cue to get in. And what's interesting about when that news came out, because it happened uh, over the weekend, and the market is closed on the weekends. So it closes at California time. It closes at uh, one o'clock. In New York time, it closes at four on Friday. And it doesn't open again until uh, 6.30 in the morning, California time, and 9.30 in the morning, uh, New York time on Monday. So you have two days or you know, two and a half days of time there where you can um, you can still kind of purchase in the market, but it's more of like you, you place it in and get a market order for whatever the price of that stock is going to be on Monday. So if you had a whole bunch of people that watched this news and found out, wow, Pfizer came out with a 90% effective thing. I've been waiting for this for seven months. I'm going to go on on Sunday on my Vanguard account and just buy $5,000 worth of stocks not understanding that you're buying it at whatever the market opens at on Monday, they could have just gotten flooded with all these orders, which would cause these dramatic increases. And maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, but it seems logical to me that that, that might've been it. I know um, quickly market my, I think if you remember, I opened a small account on Robinhood. Yeah. Just kind of teach my son about money and we looked at the market each day and I ended up selling it all. I ended up making like 2000 bucks. I guess I got it in at the right time, but in like you. four and took out like six. Nice. But I mean, there's the one I had, I think the most of, or one of the was uh, Moderna. Moderna. Do you know what that is? That, that's that they were building a vaccine. I don't know. They're supposedly competing with Pfizer or still think they have their own vaccine, which is viable, but Anyways, I, I want to, I, I don't remember. I want to say I bought it at 30, sold it at 50. And now it's, it was a hundred the other day. Oh, wow. It, it took a real big spike with that. I'd have to double check, see if it's still. Okay. 
what the stock price is. But, you know, um, just saying I was kind of zoned into what was going on out there. I was vaguely, I knew what I was buying anyways. That's the, that's the thing is like, that's what, that's what everyone sells. When do you buy and when do you sell? You know, that's, that's what all the programs are all about. If, if, if you know when to buy and sell, then everything else takes care well, of itself. Wow, Moderna is you know? still going up 109 bucks. Wow. Let me just look at the year. What was the, what's the 52-week range? It was $17.68 was the <laughs> lowest it's been over the last year. So they've been working on the... Uh, yeah, I missed that whole, uh, 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 what do you call it, COVID uh, craze. Uh, as far as it comes to like finding a cure or something, there, I probably could have done more research like I did with the airlines. I killed it on that one. I probably should have done the same with vaccines. I just figured it was going to be so volatile. I didn't even want to touch it. You know, right. For, for every three that skyrocketed like that, there might have been nine that took a shit. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I figure it's way too late now. Um, um, let me see. What's Anovio's present price? 10 bucks. Anovio, I bought at like 10 and sold it at like 33. And then it's, it's just gone down and stayed down. So they actually, I, this is another medical company that was working on a vaccine, supposedly. Okay. Okay. So they were, they must be behind the others. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't win. No. Yeah. Winner take all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so did you get, you've mentioned on several previous episodes about switching the name of the show. Did you, any of your customers, uh, customers, fans, say anything, listeners? Yeah. Followers? Yeah. We took a little vote and everything and uh, in it to win it with Steve Barton. Uh, pretty much one out of hands oh, down. Okay. Who came up with that name? uh sean uh, okay sean Hogelman? Hogelman. yes oh yeah. nice work sean yes thank you sir thank you sir um pretty cool pretty cool um yeah it's uh i think it's a lot better than the stevie b show yeah i, th I think so i like it. in it to win it sure there's no um you looked you you did the search that there's no there's no in it to win it with with steve smartin <laughs> like you know you know something similar in name you know what i mean nothing like that where you're no we're good we're good we're good so that's uh that's cool so you got it now you'll have to we have to think differently about the different kind of guests you're gonna get though you're gonna you know follow some big investment guys on um on twitter try to communicate with them you know maybe you can get a big name in there somewhere yeah. Yeah. an actual billionaire stevie have you had yeah. a, have you had a conversation with an actual billionaire i think you I remember you telling me a story about one of them, maybe. I've met two in my life okay. that I know are billionaires. Uh, one of them okay. was Ari Moreno, the uh, owner of the Angels. Okay. And um, one thing that uh, uh, impressed me right away, I went to a spring training game out in um, Tempe, Arizona. And uh, my buddy was like, hey, that's Ari Moreno. And I'm like, oh, he fucking owns this team, right? And he's all, yeah. And so we went down and shook his hand. And the first thing he, he said to us was, he's all, thanks for coming to the game. And then I, I asked him a little uh, tidbit. I said, you know, if you got one golden nugget to throw out to the average Joe, what would it be? And he said, he kind, of, he kind of thought for a little bit, and he's all, you know, just always be grateful. And I was like, wow, that goes exactly in line with what his first words were, thanks for coming to the game, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, and then I met another one, uh, Don Laughlin, uh, the guy that uh, Laughlin, Nevada is named after. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We had yeah, a little history on him. He flew over uh, Laughlin like 60 years ago in his little uh, Cessna and thought that would be a great place for a casino. 
and you know 60 years later he's just never stopped building and you bought, uh, the, you bought all the land in town probably made a lot off the real estate right yes that and he just started with a couple of uh, slot machines and a couple of rooms and just kept going until he's got a giant casino on the river and um i asked him the same thing and he said you know it, it, it wasn't what i expected but he said uh, he said, over the course of your life, you're going to have a lot of employees. And he said, uh, don't hire anyone that's on drugs. And I'm like, that's random, but probably very good advice. And he's like, yeah, especially out here in Laughlin, the, 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 the drugs are just rampant. And he said, so I got to do random testing. And, you know, if you hire drug addicts, it's just going to, uh, uh, you know, waste you away. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Probably good advice. I, I don't think I would know, knowingly hire a meth addict, but. Uh, uh, Do you think you'd have a good sense if you if you put uh, twenty people in a room? How would you, how much time would it take before you find out who's the other who's the other Stevie B hustler there who's going to do everything possible to uh, make his dreams come true? Would you hmm. would you re- sniff that out pretty fast? You think or what? I, I think so. I think so. Um, I thought you were going to ask me a... if I could tell who was on drugs. And I, was gonna say, uh, I think yeah, I no. could tell that one pretty quick because uh, well, six out of know. the 10 calls that I run every day at work, uh, six of them are on drugs and I put that pattern together pretty well. <laughs> but, the, uh, only, the only advice for it, I remember uh, this is when I was trying to, I read a book on how to open a used bookstore. And the guy's like, if you want to know how to hire, try to drive with someone and driving. If they're not a good driver, this was his thing. If they're all skittish behind the wheel, they're not going to be in a good employee. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's interesting. That was interesting thing though. If it's anyone who's like nervous driving, then they doesn't want them in the store. I don't, I, I don't know. Would that have any, but I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of successful people who have their own, you know, that's little, little, you know. little, little, little blink points of, of little nuggets of quick information where they can tell if somebody is going to be good or not. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. You mentioned that about driving. I remember, um, uh, one of the captains I had uh, that I worked for for probably half a decade, uh, when he was teaching me uh, how to drive, uh, he said something I'll never forget. And he said that how you drive is a direct reflection of your personality. And he said, if you are an aggressive driver, then you're just an aggressive person. If you're a passive driver, then you're a passive person. If you, He said, you watch how people drive and you watch their overall personality and they're exactly the same and i've paid attention to that since then and he's right uh how you drive is is just a mirror of who you are as a person you know are you the guy that when somebody puts on their turn signal do you fucking speed up so now you're in his blind spot and you're at risk you know getting hit by him or are you the guy that uh, taps the brakes slightly and waves him over you know what i mean it, it's yeah, all I'm a the, reflection uh, of who I- you are yeah, I've uh yeah, I don't I'm I'm very passive out there. Go ahead, dude. You want to you want to take a spot there. Yeah, yeah. Like I looked or, at an ex-girlfriend know, and she oh my god, she would tailgate. You know, but they, that was a reflection of her personality by far, you know. She'd rather tailgate in the slow lane than just pass him. So I'm like, <laughs> what is that song? Right. <laughs> you know. Oh, you're just going to get it in a wreck and it's going to be your fault. <laughs> like, I, you literally ran into the ass end of him. How is that not your fault? <laughs> I joked with my son's uh, mother that every driver with her, she used to, I don't know if she does, she used to curse all the time. And it was like every single driver in front of her was in, um, was an asshole and everyone behind her was a lunatic. 
I mean, they're all creating, they're all creating some sort of peril on the road, but it was, you know, the ones in front wouldn't move or drive, stopping and going and doing that. And the one in the back were just, you know, racing behind her bumper and just ready to do damage and indifferent <laughs> to others. There you go. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am a kind of a, I'm not a great driver though. I will fly through a red light and not notice sometimes. It's amazing. I've, you know, haven't killed anybody, frankly, but. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I no, wonder- I, I mean, I'm very like when the, when the traffic's merging and all that, I'm just re- relaxed, you know, very moving around, but sometimes I'm just spacing out. I just, I miss some, create some fatal possibility <laughs> situations. Yeah, I don't know. One of the ones where I could be better and I knowingly do this is uh, when I pull up to the uh, intersection and uh, okay. So let's say you have green lights going, um, you know, uh, northbound and southbound. Right. And we're going northbound, but we're in the left turn lane and we have a red arrow. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we can all picture that right. Northbound, southbound, we're going northbound and we have a, a red arrow cause we're turning left. If there's no traffic coming at me, I just fucking go. I, I completely ignore the red arrow. I check the crosswalk, make sure no one's crossing. There's no traffic coming the, at me. Well, they got, they got the traffic lights everywhere in, in this part of the state. I don't know. Well, that's part of the skill is you have to recognize when, uh, when those lights are there and when they're not. And you also got to scan the intersection for cops. Uh, I've, made, I've made one mistake there, and uh, it cost me about 500 bucks. Uh, because I did not see the, uh, <laughs> I did not right, see yeah. the, the cameras, so now I feel like I have to double down and do it more to make up for that ticket. Does that make sense? No. Hmm. Yeah, oh, you mean to look more? No, no, no. no. I, I have to do it more often now, so that I make up for the cost of that ticket. Oh, because you know? so every time it, I do you, this, it, I'm probably saving three minutes of my life. You know, not just sitting at a at a red light. Uh, you know, so if I can get another like thousand of these under my belt, then that'll save me 3000 minutes, which will probably be the equivalent of, well, you could just stop doing it and save yourself a $500 for the next ticket. I I don't know if your EV calculations are going to be, are going to make it make, uh, hold up to scrutiny here, Steve. You might be right. You might be right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel that this probably goes in with my personality of just inefficiency, like, like put it on, put the responsibility on the driver. Don't even have the red arrow there. Just like leave it green lights both ways and just trust that people are going to look for traffic and not pull out in front of them. But I think the, you know, the theory is, is that people are too fucking stupid to, they have to have an arrow there to tell them when it's safe or not. Uh, I, I don't abide by that. I like arrows. I like stoplights. I like straight lines, Steve, you know, I'm, My life is chaotic. I'm glad, I'm glad the highway people are trying to reduce that somewhat by offering a little clarity out there. No, but it's interesting. I think we talked about, because I used to have a professor who talked about all these, who studied, who had all sorts of interesting tidbits that related to human nature. And I thought it was interesting. I think it maybe I shared it before, but like one of them was um, people are much more likely to get hit in a crosswalk if there's a walk, don't walk signs than if there isn't. Really? Because you're just relying on people to be responsible. You know what I mean? You're not checking the, the da- looking three times and, mar- you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. People see the crosswalk and they walk and assume that it's safe, where if there's no crosswalk there, you'd be looking carefully both ways several times, making sure there's no cars around, you know? Yeah, you feel like the walk sign is, is, 
has blessed you from getting hit by a car, but yeah, really just, all it's done is it's just told you that the light in front of you has turned green, so it's safer. Yeah, it, it would just it would make I mean, likely you know. safer than not, so you don't you don't double check like you would. Another one was was interesting where you improve improving the brakes on a car. It was theorized that it didn't necessarily improve the amount of um, uh, rear coll end collisions you're going to have. Hmm. And the reason was they said if people had better brakes, they just drive closer because they wow. feel more confident in the brakes. Okay. They're less, you know what I mean? They're less concerned about the braking, I guess. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. uh, I guess that having a better overall having an improvement of brakes doesn't necessarily uh, save lives according to according to this guy i don't remember i don't this was a long time ago but it, you understand kind of the how human nature there basically we're we're, we're willing to accept risk yeah yeah you're, you're, you 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 know the limit and you just go right up to that and and that limit right. is decided well, by uh, your braking power it's just people are you know they want to I mean, I guess it's, it's, you know, a COVID analogy too. It's like people, yes, you just put the information out there. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. You ever had a tailgater? These are the ones that I always made, you know, like it's like a stop and go traffic or it's moving slow and you switch lanes. Mm -hmm. And then there's some guy you can see in the lane you've switched to is like racing. Like he, he has met plenty of time to like slow down, but he'll, you know cut up to you like yeah tailgate get within a foot behind you and then and then slow down like letting yeah. you know that you've inconvenienced him yes yes <laughs> even yeah. though the tr the car in front of you is going the same speed as you are and you just pulled into traffic and a totally yeah i don't know those are always yeah there was three car links there you took up one of them and he races up until he gets to like uh uh 1.95 uh car links and then and then stops really quickly to let you know that that, that you pissed them off. Yeah, I think I remember having one place I used to work where it was just, a, you know, it was one of those where it was like, you know, six mile drive to work, but it would take 20 mile, 20 minutes because it was, you know, always so congested in the morning as people, this was like kind of a country road, but it was gone on. And yeah, anyways, I remember a specific one there. I'd pull out and some guy just racing behind and doing that. And then I pull off on a side road, he followed me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and just, I don't know if you expect me to be scared. Then I, I, I stopped, I was going like 14 miles per hour. Like, go ahead. We can do this all day, buddy. And then finally, he just raced around and gave me a nasty look. I don't know if he was, <laughs> if he was trying to make me scared. It, was, it wasn't working. You know? <laughs> You're all, I'm not in a hurry. It looks like you are. <laughs> I invented la laziness, sir. I can get there whenever I get there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That one drives me apeshit when uh, there's, uh, you're on a two-lane highway like in a mountain road. And there's, yeah. a, there's a turnout every, every quarter mile. And the speed limit's forty-five, and the guy's doing thirty, and he doesn't use the turnouts. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, like you're either ignorant in that you haven't looked in your rearview mirror and seen seven cars behind you, or you have, which means you're an asshole. I, I don't think there's, there, you're either one or the other. You're, you're, there's nothing else. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, that just drives me insane. You are inconveniencing someone else, whether it's through your own, whether it's a mistake or not. Yeah. 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 Well, Stevie, I'm sorry if this was not. Uh, I, I saw, apologize for my technical snap. I'll have to figure out, fix my computer here so that doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's all good. No worries, man. That's, any, uh, any, any, uh, any, any looking back here? Is it, do we? But it, it, it's kind of a continuity. You're, you're still going to have Carlos on at some point, right? Oh 
yeah, yeah. I'll have you on hopefully, uh, you know, once every month or so. Um, yeah. Okay. Same show, different name. Just gonna, yeah, and try to get a few more people in there. Yes. Under yes. the bar, you got to write a book. Uh, prepare for this to take off, Steve. And so start working on your book now. So then your 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 book for planning and life improvement will be ready to go. You know, you know what I'm saying? Hot for market. Yes, yes, yes. Just a suggestion. As there. soon as it just explodes, then uh, I'll have it ready. You never know, Stevie. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen. I don't listen to enough of the podcast here. Some of these guys who have like similar kind of financial life coaching stuff. I'm sure. I, I think you you could be a pris, uh, you know, elite at this, Steve. We'll see. We'll Leaving see. some guys in the dust here. I feel like right now I'm slightly above average. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Well, whatever your your plans in life, have, you know, you're you, they've succeeded. Your financial, uh, you know, you do pretty well for yourself. So. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's fun to me. You know what I mean? I just do shit that's fun to me, and so like it's fun for me to every morning like look at the stock market. And, oh, it's a down day today. Everything's down. That means everything's on sale. What can I get? You know. And, Whenever it's up, I'm like, oh, everything's overpriced today. What can I sell? <laughs> you know, that's uh, it's fun. It's fun. I dig it. I dig it. But I see you got a good 401k at work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just checked that this morning, actually. Um, I think that was one of the best decisions I made this year was right after COVID. Every single penny that I could afford, I dumped into that thing and then other uh, stocks right after the market took a shit. And those well, that was just yeah. Those have been paying off. That's been amazing. Um, yeah, I lived on um, about 55% of my income for the year, and the other 45% has gone into investments. And I think that... Uh, it's impressive. I think that will pay off. It's, it's already paying off, but I think I'll really see the benefits of that like a couple of years from now. You know? But um, anyhow... Right on. Well, thank you for coming on, Mikey. This was fun. Um, you guys be sure to check out Mikey's YouTube channel. It's Broke Ass Grinder Poker. Broke Ass Grinder is one word and space poker. You'll be the first one to come up. Subscribe. Be his 49th yes. uh, follower. Yes. And uh, we'll uh, keep this train running. So thank you for coming on, Mikey. And thank you for tuning in. Here is your weekly motivational speech. The sun doesn't shine every day. The storms will come. There are times when the nights will be long and dark and you will be alone. There will be times when the darkness seems to consume everything. But don't let it consume you. Sometimes you're barely making any progress. Sometimes you're barely making any progress at all. And that tough situation is making you want to stop. And what you eventually learn is you can't stop. When you're going through tough situations, you got to take that next step. You got to keep moving forward. And I know we're going through a pretty tough situation right now in a lot of different ways. Take that next step. Keep moving forward. And the only way to overcome the challenges that you face is to start walking. 
every day. Get up, take that step, and start walking. Even in the darkest times, even in the strongest storms, even when the sun is blotted out and the world is falling apart, the darkness cannot extinguish your light. You. Your will. Your determination. No matter what is happening, no matter how hard the fight is, as long as you keep fighting, you win.